Hello, I'm Patricia and I'd like to welcome you to this, the first of the fifth series of the Haiku P podcast. The fifth series, I know, it always surprises me that we have so many podcasts behind us and still we have lots to talk about. There's lots of exciting things to bring you this year. Regular podcasts, your original haiku and senryu, readings from lots of talented poets, news from the community, and I hope to bring you at least one specialist series, but more of that as the years goes on. What am I going to be talking about today? Colours. And that's going to be our first writing topic of the year. Submissions will open on the 1st of February, and this year there's a shorter submission period. Your deadline is the 15th of the month. And there are new submission emails too. I'll put them in the show notes and you'll find them on the submission pages of the website. You know, we produce so much original work together that I need to separate out all the submissions. And speaking of original work, did you listen to episode 23 of the fourth series? Peter Jastermski and Brian Rickett talked about their book of split sequences. And of course, Peter wrote an essay for the journal, which is available on the website if you don't already have it. Anyway, I really enjoyed writing these sequences and thought I'd open up submissions to you for the whole of the month of February. Details are on the website, instructions in episode 23 of the fourth series, and of course an explanation in the journal. You can write solo sequences or write with friends. All is fine with me. There's a new PTV prompt on the Poetry P YouTube channel. This month by Robert Horobin. Linda Ludwig is waiting to read your poems in the comments section of the prompt on YouTube. Do go along and write some, because she's going to be choosing her favourites for a new feature, Linda's Picks. And if they're not in the comments section on YouTube, they can't be chosen. Now you know I don't have Facebook, and I can't be at every haiku meeting all around the globe, so I wonder if you'd do me a favour and spread the word that Poetry P is there and that we're opening submissions again in February. Let's make some new friends for the podcast. Cheers. So colours. Here's a presentation of my thoughts on colours and my expectations for submissions in February. I'm going to give you an outline of what I believe we should be striving for when we write haiku and senryu, and discuss how colour is another useful device we can slip into our haiku writer's toolbox. To begin then, I'd like to share the criteria I use for writing my own haiku and editing the original work you sent to me for the journal. It should give you a framework for today's workshop. In my head, a haiku should be simple, not an intellectual exercise, succinct. Many people will describe haiku as brief, I've done it myself, but I now prefer the idea that they're succinct that as haiku and senryu poets, we should make every word count. They should be suggestive, show, don't tell, and seasonal, particularly, as you know, if you're writing haiku rather than senryu. And I don't know about you, but I do like an aha moment. I get very deflated if I don't find a surprise in a haiku and they should be written in present tense. So, 
Does colour interest you? From what you tell me, many of you are creative, artistic people for whom colour is important in your work. But how much do you use it when writing haiku? Let me ask you this question. Is colour an underutilised tool? I've always been interested in colour, how we perceive it, and more recently, what emotions colour can evoke when applied to poetry, and haiku and senryu in particular. As I said, you and I are striving for succinct poetry. The greater the number of implements in our writer's repository then, the better we can fulfil our goal of writing concise yet meaningful haiku. And as I was pondering the content for this workshop, I discovered that the Department of Psychology at the University of Lausanne, here in Switzerland, have an ongoing global research project into colour. They're looking at what emotions colours represent. And you can take part if you're interested. I'll put a link in the show notes. And don't worry, the study details are in English. The team at Lausanne have extrapolated a number of findings from their research already, and I want to share some of them with you. I wonder what you'll think. Will you agree with them? Could this research be useful to us in our work as haiku poets? Just imagine if we could find a way to suggest emotion without an abundance of words. How fantastic would that be? In a study by Jonauskety et al., they discovered something which I think could be extraordinarily useful to us. That association of colour with emotion is a universal phenomenon. So let me run you through some of their findings. They found that red was associated with love or anger, brown with disgust, pink with love, black with sadness, and yellow with primarily positive emotions, such as joy. The colours purple and brown apparently elicit the lowest emotional responses. But I should add a codicil here. There are some regional variations. For example, they found that the more sunny the environment that we live in, the less positive the colour yellow is. And that whilst purple evokes a generally positive response, in Greece, where it's used as a colour for mourning, the response is, unsurprisingly, more negative. Anderson and Bramwell, from the University of Glasgow, made a study of how we use colour in English language metaphor, which perhaps is more regional in its approach. Let's see if you agree with some of the suggestions they make. They suggest white is associated with moral and physical purity, blue with depression and dejection, and green with freshness and simplicity. Now, shall we have a look at some haiku which has used some of these colours, and you can decide for yourself what you think. I don't want to influence you any further, so I'm going to make no comment as I read them and let you come to your own conclusions. Falling leaves, a black mask tight on my face, Falling leaves, a black mask, tight on my face. Anna Maria Domberg, San Cristoforo, Poetry P. Journal, Spring 2021. On a black chair in the room's dark corner, 
the black cat's eyes. On a black chair in the room's dark corner, the black cat's eyes. Alex Fife, Poetry P Journal, Summer 2021. Yellow VW, rusting away under blackberry brambles. Yellow VW, rusting away under blackberry brambles. Kathleen Tice, Poetry P Journal, Summer 2021. Yellow Moon, dissecting our marriage over dinner. Yellow Moon, dissecting our marriage over dinner. Nisha Ravi Prasad, The Haiku Dialogue, Haiku Prism Yellow, 2020. The Missing Fragments of My Blue Porcelain, Winter Constellations. The Missing Fragments of My Blue Porcelain, Winter Constellations. Emiko Miyashita, Hermitage. Azalea Blooms, writing the last page of a blue diary. Azalea Blooms, writing the last page of a blue diary. Lisbeth Ho, Presence, Issue 70, July 2021. By the green plastic clothes peg, a fallen shakada. By the green plastic clothes peg, a fallen shakada. Emiko Miyashita, Ginza Poetry Society Online Kukai. Green wheat, in one poppy, a haiku. Green wheat, in one poppy, a haiku. Angiola Inglese, Haiku Dialogue, Haiku Prism Green, 2020. Red Leaf, Reconsidering the Meaning of the Word Woman. Red Leaf, Reconsidering the Meaning of the Word Woman. Nadia Kostadinova, Poetry P. Journal, Spring 2021. Red Beans and Rice. First date with a vegan. Red beans and rice. First date with a vegan. Valentina Rinaldi Adams. Haiku Dialogue. Haiku Prism Red. 2020. Lone purple iris close to the Liffey's bank. A feeding heron. Lone purple iris close to the Liffey's bank. A feeding heron. Mavo Sullivan, Wasp on a Prayer Flag. Spring, Grandma Knits Another Purple Sky. Spring, Grandma Knits Another Purple Sky. Lakshmi Aya, Poetry P Journal, Autumn 2021. So how else can we use colour in our poetry? We've already seen we can create emotion. But what else does it do? Well, I think it creates a focal point for our reader. And, of course, it can be suggestive. Red wagon, full of leaves, no child in sight. Red wagon, full of leaves, no child in sight. Kathleen Tice, Poetry P Journal, Winter 2020. 
Now Kathleen's poem illustrates the points I'm trying to make. Successful haiku give you a concrete image to think about, and in Kathleen's poem you do have that strong image, which I think is made all the stronger by the use of the colour red. We can see the red wagon highlighted as the focal point. And Kathleen has not actually mentioned autumn in her poem, but red is the colour we associate with autumn leaves. I mean, without the colour red, the leaves could be from any season, couldn't they? You might dispute that, but I could tell you a story about one of my sons and his friends chopping all the leaves off my beautiful daffodils. Anyway, that's for another day. But here Kathleen has put the idea of autumn fully at the forefront of our minds. Well, at least mine, anyway. And one last example before we finish. A long line of red buses in the snow, none of them mine. A long line of red buses in the snow, none of them mine. Bishy, unpublished. Many of you know Bishy is me, but knowing that I was going to put together a podcast on colour, I sent this poem to my mailing list for some comments. And I want to thank everyone who wrote back. It's always useful to get critiques of your work before you consider them finished. And in the context of this podcast on colour, I want to thank Nicole Tilde and Erica Blizzard for their comments. I'm going to put those comments to you and see what you think. Nicole asked, did I really need the colour red in the poem? Good question, Nicole. Now initially the colour was there because it's a poem about being in London and of course most people know the red double-decker London bus. It's an iconic symbol of the town. Sometimes don't you find that you get so carried away with your image that you put things into your poem that other people really don't care about? And this could well be what happened in this poem. But then as I was thinking about it, I was interested in the red bus as a strong contrast against the snow and in the emotion that the red would evoke. Personally, I was going for anger. To give you a bit of background, it's a story that goes way back into my past. Here I am at the end of a school day. I have to get the bus home. It's snowing. And if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you will know how I feel about snow. And in this poem, I'm getting more and more frustrated snowing, the traffic is moving slowly, and there's this long line of buses. None of them mine. Perhaps you can tell how fed up I was. Anyway, Nicole, I think the red has a place in the poem. What do you think? But then Erica came along and she said to me that this poem made her laugh, as well as feel empathy. Now, how interesting is that? Erica felt the exact opposite emotion to what I was going for. But it does bear out John Ascati's research on colour. Red, the colour of rage or love, anger or laughter. So let me just bring together my final points, why you might want to use colour in your haiku. Your reader can react emotionally to colour. We all strive to connect with our reader, don't we? And one of the surefire ways of making that connection is to elicit some emotion from them. And personally, I don't think 
it matters whether it's positive or negative. What do you think? Then, of course, we create a focal point for our reader. And if you look back at some, if not all, of the poems you've heard today, the colour does focus the mind on an object. And I think that colour often makes your poem pop. By which I mean, colour can be that little bit of fairy dust that makes all the difference to the strength of your poem. And suggestiveness. I know you're probably bored of me hearing me say that haikus should be succinct, but there's no avoiding it. We need every device we can to help us write succinctly. And I think through its ability to suggest colour is one of the devices that we should definitely have in our toolbox. And I think it's one that we don't use often enough. So thanks very much for joining me for my workshop today. I hope I've inspired you to go away and write some haiku and senryu. If you're listening to this podcast before the 15th of February 2022, I'm going to remind you that you still have time to send me a submission for the colours topic. Do go to our submissions page and find out what emails to use if you don't already have them. And before you send your submission, remind yourself what our criteria are. And you'll find them on the submissions page on the website. And I do have a little bit of guidance for this specific topic. Myself and my editing team would like to see a specific colour in your poem. But remember what Nicole asked me about mine. Does the colour need to be there? And does it add anything to your haiku? If the answer is no, don't send it. We want to read and enjoy your best submissions, full of colour and focus, suggestiveness and emotion. So, submission for colours is the 1st to the 15th of February 2022. Do have a go. The editing team, Jim, Robert, Vandana, Lorraine and Ron, will be here waiting with bated breath to read what you come up with. And before I head off into the wild blue yonder, or in my case, the freezing cold snow, one last plea. I need community judges, most pressingly for the end of February, beginning of March, for this topic. I'll send you the chosen poems from the colours submission by the 26th of Feb. You need to write a maximum of 350 words about your favourite poem and be available for a Zoom call where we'll record your commentary. Or if you prefer, I'll read it. It's not a problem. After the recording, the judges chat about the final results. It's fun, honest. Do think about having a go because I can only do so much without your help. And thanks for joining me today. I hope you'll send us some poems for this topic. None of the editing team bite. Neither do I. And if you do get a rejection, we'll try and give you pointers, so hopefully you won't feel too down about it. Come back next time when I'll be reading you more of my favourites from our original work in 2021. I'll have some of Linda's picks from October's YouTube prompt make sure you go to Poetry P on YouTube and write some poetry in the comments on the latest prompt so Linda can read them. And of course I'll let you know a little bit about what exciting things are planned for this series on the Haiku P podcast. Till then, keep writing! And if I've left something out, got anything wrong, just email me and I'll sort it out. Ciao!